0: This is your host, Nick Riley, and you're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast. Together, we're going to take a ride inside the world of personal finance. I'm going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. While most of what I do as a wealth advisor is focused on building net worth for clients, I oftentimes get questions about spending. And since spending gives you more of an immediate experience and benefit than a growing net worth does, for instance, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Everyone spends, but the truth is there are ways to spend more strategically. It's important to note that none of the strategies I'm going to discuss should directly increase your overall spend. Instead, they should be used to complement the spending you already implement in your everyday life. Just be sure that your spending does not exceed your after-tax take-home income. There are personal finance gurus out there who give horrible advice around credit cards, and I'll be the first to say you don't listen to Dave Ramsey when it comes to credit cards. He's he's great for paying down debts, uh, but he has a very negative outlook on credit cards, and I just I think there are far too many uh, benefits that outweigh the few and controllable uh, cons to uh, managing credit cards. And a fair warning here for this episode, uh, this is an information packed uh, episode, so you may want to pause and take notes for following through with some of these strategies that I'll be mentioning. Also, don't hesitate to reach out with personalized questions that you might have around this topic. Uh, This episode will be broken into three parts, uh, one being the benefits uh, of credit cards, two being the cautions and warnings to heed to, uh, and then lastly the strategies to hack credit card spending and online shopping so this is not just limited to credit cards however i would say 90 percent of this episode will be uh, pertaining to credit card use so with that being said the first thing is the benefits of building or having a credit card Uh, first is building credit history and This is crucial for uh, even being able to qualify for financing a large purchase and being approved for new credit. And this could be in the form of a car loan, a mortgage, uh, new credit cards to increase your credit credit limit. Uh, So you keep your credit utilization rate down that will overall improve your credit score. Uh, So building a credit history is important really uh, moving forward as a uh, working professional and and, and everyday life. Uh, and then the get an ex- uh, interest-free loan for up to 60 days. That is a huge benefit that a credit card has to offer. And when you buy something today and it allows you to pay for it the next month rather than right away that, you know, like cash, you're paying for that right away. You're giving that business cash that you will no longer have cash to maybe able to earn interest on and instead you are taking advantage of the interest-free loan that credit cards offer and i'll go into a little bit of that in the strategy section of this episode and some warnings and cautions to credit cards of course beware of spending Uh, don't spend simply to get the rewards uh savings of you know 50 percent still equates to you ponying up uh, fifty dollars or more on a purchase, uh, so by spending money, you are still uh, you're reducing your total net worth over time. So just because you are chasing a discount or you you want to say that you saved fifty percent on on something uh, with when sharing it with your friends, uh, you are still spending money, and it is negatively impacting your net worth. So that's something to be very much aware of. Also. Just a fair warning on annual fees. Uh, my tip here with credit card annual fees is to itemize what the benefits provide for that annual fee. So if, for instance, you have a travel benefits credit card, add up like how many times you plan on traveling, whether it in- includes uh, free check bags and and all those other benefits, and then figure out how much you would have to spend at that given cash back rate or air miles rate in order for you to break even on that annual cost so if you are far exceeding that then obviously the annual fee is is not going to be a big deal uh, also if you you rack up too many credit cards with annual fees you may actually actually be losing money each year because you're not being able to fully utilize or take advantage of those Credit card benefits. So it's okay to hold on to a credit card as long as you don't have annual fees attached to that. Uh, but if you're not using one with annual fees, be sure to close that. And pay attention to your credit limit. So this is this is something that a lot of people don't realize is that if you consistently spend over 30% of your total credit limit each month, it may actually hurt your credit. So one key factor in a in calculating your credit score is your credit utilization rate. And that's what I mean by you know, keeping your spend under 30% of your total credit limit. So if you open a credit card, for instance, uh, that has 10,000 credit limit on it, and you consistently every month spend over 3,000 of that credit limit, uh, that is actually gonna negatively impact your credit score. Whereas if you open two credit cards, that each have 10,000 credit limit and you still only spend 3,000, uh, that's going to be a 15% credit utilization. And it, it, me, it basically tells the lender that you're not consistently using all of the credit that they're offering. That, they see that as a credit risk and that will negatively impact your credit score. And the buy now, pay later movement that we've seen with, with like Sezzle Counts and uh, Klarna and, and many others as well, These can be, there's obvious warnings around this because uh, it it breaks down the cost of large purchases to make them more meaning, like more uh, smaller uh, monthly digestible payments. So if you're paying for something for $2,000, that obviously would be a, a large impact to your monthly spend. But if you break that into $100 a month payments, it makes it more digestible uh, but it also makes it seem like it's much cheaper. So I've seen people fall prey to these buy now, pay later in the sense that they've, they've, they've paid for more larger purchases and uh, they've justified that because of their monthly spend. And that is definitely a trap to be aware of. And then sending money to friends and family using a credit card uh, it comes with fees. So I don't recommend doing it. Instead, you know, with Venmo, PayPal, you sync up your bank account directly instead. Uh, That way you're just sending uh, from your direct savings or checking account and avoiding those credit card fees. Because oftentimes those fees will uh, definitely kind of be more than the actual benefits you get from the cashback or travel rewards that a credit card might offer. And lastly, On a cautionary note, don't cancel cards that you don't use. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, that credit utilization rate uh, and length of credit history are two major factors in calculating your credit score. So if you cancel that card, that will lower your average uh, length of credit history and it will lower your credit limit, uh, which will impact your potential credit utilization rate if that creeps up over 30% on average that will actually have a negative impact on your credit score. So there's no there's no cost to just keeping a old card that you don't use as long as it doesn't include an annual fee. If it includes an annual fee and you're not planning on using it, then go ahead and cancel that. Now into the strategy portion of this episode some tips and hacks on how to spend online and really utilize your credit cards to the fullest. So one being take advantage of those signup bonuses and you might see those when you're flying on Southwest Airlines or Alaska they always promote their credit card and maybe sign up bonuses for extra air miles or uh, other cards might promote cash back you know those are fine to take advantage of. Uh, you just don't want to do too many of those in any given year Uh, and then also typically those sign-up bonuses involve a minimum spend over a few month period so that might be a three-month period where it requires that you spend three thousand dollars and i would not uh, just spend money to spend money and get those sign-up bonuses. Instead, think strategically ahead of time. And if you anticipate a large expense, you'll get the credit card approved prior to that, and then make that large purchase uh, after you get the credit card approved and you get that in the mail. Uh, the other way to do it is to buy gift cards and you know, buy gift cards to stores uh, that you already use. And so you know, make sure that you keep those gift cards in an organized uh, fashion, so be able to keep that around. Don't lose them, obviously, uh, but yeah, definitely use the, uh, get them for places that you typically frequent. And then, as I touched on earlier, the interest-free loan concept that credit cards offer. Offer. I want to dive a little bit deeper into that strategy. So, for instance, the if you have a large purchase that you are anticipating, it is always best to make that purchase at the beginning of your new statement cycle. So uh, every every statement period varies with credit cards based on the date that you've specified. And so if you have a credit card statement due 15th of every month, uh, then making the large purchase at the beginning of a new statement period allows you to go through the full 30 days of that statement period plus the next 30 days to where that statement is actually due. So it's in, in a sense providing you with a up to 60 day interest free loan uh, from the credit card company. So that allows you to pay for something now and not actually have to pay any interest on that for up to 60 days. And of course, this is very important that you do pay off your, your credit card statements on time. We'll get into that shortly the other strategy for interest free loans that you know many credit cards will offer these days is 0% interest for the first 12 months and i've seen plenty of people do 0% balance surfing where they they put everything on one credit card over over 12 months and then transfer that balance to another 0% interest credit card and this is all great and a great way to be able to spend money on a credit card and not pay interest on that uh, but it also also comes with other you know fair warnings i guess as well so if you are using up your full credit limit over that 12 month period that will actually ding your credit card like i mentioned around the credit utilization rate uh, so that is something to be aware of so if you are spending it all on one card and you you maximizing that limit, uh, I would instead make sure that you're paying off that, that credit card to make sure that you're under your credit utilization rate. That is ideal. And you're still able to take advantage of that 0% interest. So it allows you to kind of carry a balance from month to month if needed, especially if you're in a pinch uh, for cash, depending on your line of work. Uh, but those are definitely things to be aware of. And when it comes to structuring that kind of interest-free loan strategy that I mentioned around, you know, up to 60 days, it's it's easy to call your credit card company and specify what dates you want your statement periods to end. Uh, so the strategy around this is have have payments due right after your typical paycheck. So that way you ensure that you have enough money inside your checking account or savings account to pay off that credit card debt uh, or the previous statement balance. So that is very important. If you get paid monthly, having the credit card payment due at the beginning of the month makes sense uh, to ensure that you had just gotten your paycheck in. and also may be helpful to align it outside of your monthly mortgage or rent. Uh, that way you, you you make sure you can plan on, on, on being able to make those payments in full uh, so you don't rack up any credit card debt or have to roll over a balance from one period to the next. So when it comes, this is a very common question I get is, do I pay off the previous statement balance, make the minimum payment, or pay off the full balance on the credit card. And for this, my recommendation is to pay the previous statement balance. Uh, that is the best way to ensure that you don't pay any interest on the credit card. So when you make a minimum payment, say you know $25 minimum payment, which is typical, then you will be tacked on or charge interest for that remaining statement balance until you pay it off. And on the flip side, if you pay off your full balance, that is just basically a gift to the credit card company. And they love you to pay off that, that full balance because they get their money faster. So the, the happy medium is to pay that previous statement balance. That also allows you to take advantage of that interest-free short term loan, you know, the buy now, pay later kind of thing that the credit cards have to offer. And then when it comes to travel rewards, you know, these are these can be great if you do plan on traveling or if traveling is a large part of your desired spend. Uh, so being aware of, of companion airfares, taking advantage of those where you can you know, fly your partner for a heavily discounted rate, and you can plan that accordingly. If you have a big trip planned and say to Hawaii, where we're, we're Prices for airlines are pretty expensive. Uh, that would allow you to fly your spouse or partner in a much uh, heavily discounted way, which really is a huge benefit that that some travel credit cards like Alaska uh, offer. Also being aware of free checked bags. Uh, if you're one that, that checks bags frequently, that is a huge benefit as well as free miles. TSA PreCheck is another big one that that really can save you time as you travel, and many travel-related credit cards uh, offer that to be paid as part of that benefit, Uh, as well as airport lounge access. If you are traveling for work or uh, you have a a long layover or just want to have a stress-free travel day and get to the airport early, you can hang out in the lounge. Oftentimes, these travel rewards cards will provide some sort of lounge access uh, available for free or, or at a discounted rate. And then diversifying your credit cards is, is, is very important as well. So I, I recommend having more than one credit card and you know, one can be a, a cash back card, another can be a travel card if travel is, is a large part of your spend. Uh, and then also a card that has rotating benefits or uh, has great benefits at a place you use a lot already. So, such as Amazon, Costco, uh, those are those are big ones. And then, from a rotating benefit standpoint, I know Discover has a great card where they offer five percent cash back uh, periodically. So it's it's all seasonal based. So every every uh, three months they change. It could be uh, related to gas gas expenses or or travel expenses. It could be uh, retail stores, and it could be Amazon.com purchases. You, you name it. So there's some great benefits that go into various credit cards. So you can really allocate your expenses to each credit card accordingly, and making sure that you are getting the maximum rewards from all of those credit cards. The other one to consider is also like a cryptocurrency rewards card. I know BlockFi and and uh, others have some great rewards programs where BlockFi offers 1.5% uh, cash back in the form of Bitcoin and you know that's a great way to build up rewards and get exposure to cryptocurrencies and have your rewards actually have the potential to uh, gain gain interest and appreciate. So uh, your rewards could continue to grow and that would be all of bonus based on your current spend. And then as far as you know, converting cash back, uh, you know, there's oftentimes cards will give you the chance to get cash back directly or purchase it, use the cash back in the form of purchasing gift cards. And those gift cards, I know Discover does this and others as well, allows you to purchase gift cards at a discounted rate. So you're not only getting a free benefit of cash back on purchases you've already made in the past, but you're also getting an, an additional layer of, of discount by being able to purchase gift cards at a discounted rate. So I know a lot of the discar- uh, discounted gift card services might offer, you know, for $90, you get $100 worth of a gift card at Target or so- something like that. So get get it to a place that you already spend money at. Uh, so that allows you to layer your rewards. And Another tip is to auto pay credit cards, uh, but you know, review periodically to ensure there was no unauthorized spending. It's easy to get into that auto pay kind of sequence where you just are automatically paying that every month. And that is good because you're avoiding interest, but you want to make sure that you are not having any unauthorized spending. So I'm checking that periodically if there is something unauthorized on there uh, or you, you've find that you've had some expenses that that you weren't aware of and you didn't actually spend, you call your credit card company and have them uh, file a claim against that. And that's another great benefit of credit cards is that you can file those claims and they will fight on your behalf to remove that or credit you back. Uh, And oftentimes they will actually take on that expense themselves. And... You can also rotate cards between if you have a uh, if you have a spouse you can rotate cards between uh, you and your spouse. So your spouse might have the travel card, you might have the cashback card or you mo- both might have two separate travel cards. One might have a southwest.com card and the other might have a Alaska card. So it allows you to take advantage of multiple uh, offers and really maximize your spending rewards. And lastly, this is is more of a tip around online spending in general. Uh, There are some great browser extensions that you can use on Chrome, or if you use a Brave browser, you know, really most browsers these these days. Two of which I'm gonna, two companies I'm gonna highlight are Honey and Lolly. These are both browser extensions that you can add to your Google Chrome browser. Honey, uh, and that's just spelled H-O-N-E-Y, just like the food. Uh, it searches the web for coupons automatically and and tries them out to see what gives you the greatest discount. And so this is great for just regular purchases. If you have Honey working in the background as an extension on your browser, it will automatically look for uh, discounts around that. And I've seen... You plenty of savings with online purchases from that. And in addition to that, you may get reward points that can be redeemed for actual cash, gift cards, or shopping credits via PayPal. So uh, that's a, another a second layer of reward potential through Honey. Uh, so you know, first layer, you get the discount directly uh, through use of coupons or promo codes. And then layer two, you get additional rewards through, through Honey that you can then uh, redeem for actual cash, gift cards, or shopping credits. The second browser extension that I really like is Lolly, L O L L I. Uh, this is one where you just have it running in your background. But if you're looking at spending uh, on some of their preferred vendors, and you can just go to uh, slash earn to see some of the vendors that they have available. But what this does is that it gives you rewards on the purchases that you're already making. So you can purchase with your credit card, get cash back or travel rewards on that, plus get an extra benefit of rewards in the form of crypto. And Lolly uh, delivers your crypto rewards to a browser wallet inside your Lolly account that you can then transfer elsewhere and redeem. Uh, But some examples that Lolly has for Uh, rewards is is a 12% Bitcoin reward through Udemy.com. So if you're looking at learning a new skill or or taking some classes online uh, through Udemy, that's a great easy way to get 12% cash back in the form of Bitcoin. And then they also offer 8% Bitcoin rewards through Cabela's and Groupon, and then four and a half percent through Expedia, uh, four percent through Chewy.com. If you've got a pet, Uh, and also Sephora at 4% uh, Bitcoin rewards. So these are very common places. There's also Nike and many others on there, Uh, but I would encourage you to check them out uh, to get that second layer of rewards for spending that you already make. So there you have it. We covered the benefits of a credit card, warnings to heed to, and the strategies that you can implement into your spending today. Uh, My closing advice on spending is this. Build a decision framework around spending. Cut out the things that don't truly add value to your overall well-being and happiness and spend on things that will add value. By creating this framework, it will be easier to decide what to purchase and more importantly, what not to purchase. An example of this is if you value experiences and travel that you can share for many years into the future, you make sure that you are spending more money in those areas of your life. Uh, and you can get funds to pay for that by cutting away things in your life that may not provide you with the satisfaction or your know, overall happiness that other categories of spending might provide uh, such as you know an expensive meal out that you might have a have a stomach ache afterwards or you know remember for a couple days uh, how great it tasted but not something that you share for uh, a long time into the future. So, you know, of course, everyone values different things uh, at, a, at a different amount of that personal value, but it is very, very crucial that you align your spending to what you value most in your life. So, with that, thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, We are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening, and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent, fiduciary, and fee-only registered investment advisor. Nick serves as a wealth advisor and educator to his clients. All opinions expressed by Nick and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.